This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Well, Zach, welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, yeah, I had, had to come up with the rhymes right there. But yeah, uh, good to have you back. Shoot, man, might as well start with college football. I kept playing with the order of this, but I guess let's start with college football. Uh, before we get to Michigan in the playoffs, we got to talk about these Sooners, man. <laughs> oh, my God, these Sooners, man. Six and six. And also, do you think that field goal went in? It looked like it to me, but I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, true. They probably would have scored a touchdown anyway since we can't stop anything. But That's you know. what people were saying. That's what people on Twitter were saying, that we probably wasn't going to stop them anyway. We had a third and one. Like, I don't know how we didn't pick that up. We had a third and two. I don't know how we didn't pick that up. It just baffles me. How this offense just shuts it down at times. Hey, they lost, and they've been doing this all year, losing these close games. Three three point losses, like that's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple of plays here and there, and they're you know nine and three, and AB sneaking in, playing the Big Twelve Championship. Who knows? There's a player two here, away. Yeah, I don't think we would have beat TCU. This time, they're just too good. But I would have loved to see us in the Big 12 championship. Yeah, TCU's pretty good. Yeah. I forgot to say my thoughts about the field goal. I just left it up to the referees because, you know, I ref, you see me ref. I've been under the goal, and it is a different angle, I'm telling you. Like, it's one thing to see it from the front and on TV. It's another thing to see it from behind the goalpost. So I'll just defer to the officials. Look like they saw it correctly, so I'm just going to give it to them. It doesn't matter. You can't let Tyler Shuck look like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> nope, can't do that. I mean, it's not like it really mattered. We were going to go to a bowl game anyway, so I mean, it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day. Seven, five, six, and six. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Right. What do you think about this Cheez-It Bowl matchup? Think we got a chance? Yeah, I mean, who knows who will play in the game, but we've got a chance. It's basically a home game for Florida State. I mean, uh, Orlando's not too far from Tallahassee, probably, you know, five, six hours. And But we got a chance. And we don't really get blown out, so and we don't really blow anybody out. So we seem to be close. It just depends how well Gable can do and if our defense can get any stops and we can actually play four quarters of football and not playing either one quarter or three quarters the past two games. Right. Because this is this is a solid team. Like they're on the level of I hate to say it, Texas and maybe a little worse than K State. Maybe a little bit better than Baylor. So it's it's gonna be a tough game. And it seemed like quarterbacks from both teams are playing and they're both impact players so let's see how that goes I doubt Eric Gray will play I doubt he'll play he'll probably be ready for the NFL draft but probably a couple of the linemen probably won't play as they're getting ready for the senior bowl but team's pretty young I also think a month of practices will help in the way that season kind of in it will get the young kids a 
motivation, stuff like that. So that's what bowl season is about these days. And also, I kind of expected Eric Gray to just not play. I just assumed he wasn't going to play. But I guess it's not official yet. Either way, Javante Barnes is really good. So I'm more than happy giving him the bulk of the carries. And we might see Dylan Sawchart. So I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Barnes is fast. I haven't really seen too much of Sawchart, but I heard he's pretty good. And I've always had pretty good. <laughs> Running back, so I mean, it's just that Eric Gray is. I don't want to say clearly our best offensive player, but he's the top two or three for sure. And he's all Big Twelve. Did you see uh-huh. uh, on to uh, the transfer portal? Would you see uh, Austin Steiners coming back to Oklahoma? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to put that in my in my notes. I meant to put that in the outline, and I forgot. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Okay, I'll I give my thoughts real quick. I think he should have never left if we're going to end up like this. I heard his brother was still at OU. If that was the case. He should have just never left. But I know it was a tough time. The coach was leaving and Spencer went to South Carolina. But it's good to have him back. It looks like he can be just fine in this offense, especially with uh, Braden Willis leaving. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, what about you? What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's a great – we're pretty weak at the uh, tight end. We don't really have a lot of tight ends. And so I don't know what Malachi Coleman's going to do. It's like he committed. I don't think he's going to come. But we just don't have a lot of depth. So when you not have a lot of depth at very many positions, you got to take what you can get. Plus, he has experience, not really in the offense, but with Oklahoma. So – should be a good pickup. Can't hurt to have that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely need it. I mean, so what happened is Texas, where a lack of depth just destroyed us, like, literally. Yeah. yeah. No points. What? Yeah, I know. We died. Uh, yeah. And hopefully we get, get them back for that next year. But that's another topic for another time. Probably have you on the show then, too. So we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll go to Michigan. Uh, big win versus Ohio State. I was just re-watching the highlights of that. And that Donovan Edwards, it, it seemed like great corn, Heisman candidate, ran for like, what we ran for like 1,500 yards. He didn't skip a beat at all. Nope. And, he, yeah. he, Blake Corm will probably win the Heisman. On Saturday night, if he didn't get uh, hurt his knee in the Illinois game, he, I think he probably win it the way it turned out looked like. But who knows? But yeah, it was a great win. All these Ohio State fans were all quiet. Now they're getting a little bit of hope, <laughs> sticking in the playoffs. They're getting a little annoying again. Oh, we're the better team, and this and that. Well, play, keep don't make adjustments. That's what happens. He kept playing man to man and got beat and. McCarthy's a five-star quarterback for a reason. It's a reason why K. McNamara is not at Michigan anymore. He is in Iowa City. So, but yeah, I mean, Michigan's offense as a line is is the best in the nation, and is got to keep putting any putting anybody back there running back, and they just keep running. I mean, we have a guy that was a linebacker earlier in the season. He's a third down back, and he was getting first downs and. He'll play against TCU, and he played against Iowa, too. So, not Iowa, Purdue. I was last year. But, 
just crazy. And the receivers caught the ball, and McCarthy threw him right on the money. But oh, I'm not sure. The playoffs, <laughs> just, it was crazy. I don't know how the playoffs are going to go, but it was nice to beat Ohio State again and uh, beat uh, Purdue. Yeah, I mean, Purdue, the game had me a little nervous because I'm like, why how is this game close? How are they playing to a level? Why can't they stop number 15? But they they pulled it out. And um, they, their receivers, Michigan receivers kind of surprised me. That number six guy, I forgot his name, just that fast. And Bell, number eight, isn't bad, too. Even a tight end's underrated. He caught a touchdown in the Ohio State game and the Purdue game. So. Yeah, our, our best tight end is not even uh, played. He was hurt and out all season. He entered the transfer portal. But, yeah, that number 18 guy, he's a, he's a true freshman. So, he's going to be oh a star. <laughs> he's he's going to be a star. And, and then uh, Schoonmaker, number 86, he's not bad either. So Yeah, I saw he touched. I was like, who is that? <laughs> who in the world is that? Yeah, our, our backup tight end, and then Loveland's our third stringer. Jesus. Oh, he's our third stringer. Wow. Y'all, y'all got crazy depth everywhere. See see what I mean? So that's what the Sooners can't do right now. Oh, yeah, Michigan's going to be even better next year. The team's pretty young because number two on defense, he's a true freshman as well, that cornerback. Uh, oh, he, I meant to bring him up. He is pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be a first-round pick. He's kind of kind of limited on Marvin Harrison in the second half. He didn't really hear Marvin Harrison's name called too much. But, yeah, he's going to be – he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. The thing about Ohio State is, like, shut down one receiver, and you got to worry about the other one. Like, but y'all did a great job, you know? Yeah, we got a couple of good corners. But I don't know how the playoffs going to go. I, I would think we'd beat TCU. It'll be close. All Michigan games are close in the first half, but the second half we should pull away. But I would think Ohio State's gonna probably win the whole thing. It just it just reminds me of twenty fourteen all too much. I just don't want it to happen, but you know, they had an extra week off and they'd be motivated. Everyone's doubting them, expect them to get blown out by Georgia. I just see them beating Georgia and then beating Michigan in the championship. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Michigan beats Georgia. Ohio State gets smoked by 30, but you know, <laughs> I know I would love it too because they they would be they'd be very quiet. They would fade to black. So, <laughs> but uh, especially if Michigan ends up making it to the title game and they're watching at home, I know they would be sick. And you see how quickly they turn on their coach. Oh yeah, there. I was listening to the post game because I mean I gotta enjoy it because I mean I got all the Columbus feeds here. The guy's like, yeah, if, if they don't beat Michigan next year, they're going to probably fire him. I'm like, well, they might. I mean, I'm like, geez. It's not really the offense's fault. It's the defense. They can't stop anybody. They don't make adjustments. It's a scheme they run. But they quit turn on him quick. And it sounds like they're going to keep Brian on Hartline. I would assume they're lost. Kevin Wilson's now the uh, head coach uh Tulsa. So I would assume that Brian Hartline will go to offensive quarter. Be my guess. I haven't heard an announcement yet because it's probably after the after the playoffs. But yeah, Brian Hartline, he's the best recruiter in the 
nation. So honestly, with talent like that, it just it just doesn't matter. <laughs> nope, not really. It's just it's just insane. Um, but yeah, the thing about Ohio State defense, they always got good pass rushers. But I guess when you're able to punch them in the mouth, it just doesn't matter. It neutralizes the pass rush. So yeah. And, and this- and Michigan's a well-conditioned team in the second half, the best second-half team in the country. And Ohio State got tired from the grind and pine of the running game, and eventually it broke loose and they pulled away. Oh, man. Ohio State safeties. You can't run cover zero and all that. Your safeties are loafing. Like, come on. No, you can't. I mean, it's one thing you did it one time, and they did it like three or four times in the first half. Because the Mitchell Ohio State should have been up by like two touchdowns, really. I mean, all Michigan did was explosive plays basically the entire game. Yep. That that 86-yarder by the Donovan Edwards was the backbreaker. Yes, it was. I mean, Michigan was doing nothing until that uh, first touchdown for Cornelius, missed tackle, gone. And they were doing nothing the first quarter. Yeah, I saw. Man. But um, so what's your official predictions for the playoff? I've got uh, Ohio State over Michigan in the championship. Mm, that's, oh man, that's a good one. Uh, all right, I'm going to edge Michigan versus TCU. It's it's tough because TCU is is just as well balanced, but ultimately I think. I think Michigan's just a slightly better team. And also, I think Georgia, too physical for Ohio State. I think they'll edge them somehow. And championship, I don't know. I think about it. I'm, I'm back and forth. I haven't gotten that far yet. But I got Georgia and Michigan so far. Maybe the next episode, I'll come up with a winner in that game. But I'm going chalk. It looks like you're going Ohio State-Michigan rematch. I would love that. That would be dope. I won it in the semifinals, but I guess it didn't make sense to put Ohio State over TCU um, with how the games played out. But yeah, that's that's what I got. Let me see. Well, who you yeah. got winning the Heisman? Oh, I was going to get to that. I was going to get to that. But we might as well do it now. Obviously, Caleb Williams. Stats are... Sure. Unreal. Like, like, stats are unbelievable. How about you? Yeah, I got Caleb Williams. I, I think Max Duggan's going to finish second. So, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. If, if he would have won on Saturday, he might have had more votes. But I think a lot of people probably voted before championship weekend. But, yeah. Also, uh, CJ Stroud would have been fine. If A, they didn't lose to Michigan, and B, their schedule wasn't so much of a joke. So that's what cost him. He'll he'll still be in New York, obviously, because he still put up really good numbers. Even in the Michigan game with the two interceptions, he still threw for 350 yards. So, But he's going to be in third. But the, the schedule and losing to Michigan was just hurt him really badly. Yes, it did. Oh, one extra thing about C.J. Stroud. So I saw that I think Mel Kuyper has him as the third-rated quarterback. You think 
I think we we talked about this off camera or off uh, the show. You think he's gonna do well in Carolina or Houston? Because I think that's where he's gonna end up going. No, I don't really think so. I mean, I think he's a decent quarterback. He looked pretty good, pretty accurate uh, last couple games. But you gotta go to a good team. I mean, Houston's a joke. Carolina, they don't know what they're doing. They about eight hundred coaches, eight hundred quarterbacks. I mean. <laughs> These franchises don't know what they're doing. And so um, if he goes around, maybe get some talent around him. But what I don't get about Stroud is he doesn't run the ball. He just throws it. He can run it. He's, he's he can athletic. do it. I mean, he needs to use his legs a little bit and probably get some meat on him if he starts doing that and he'll get hurt. But he's very accurate. But he's got to be more just standing back there and be a pocket passer. And, and he's got talent, but I don't know. I mean, that's what Justin Fields is figuring out. Yeah. Hopefully he can, too, on the next level. <laughs> I bet to differ, but. <laughs> we'll see, man. He, or he might drop. He might drop because there's some really talented defensive players coming out. So he could drop and he could end up on a better team. Yeah, we'll see. He could end up <laughs> on a sitcom. <laughs> Yeah, they might because they need a quarterback. Heineke's not – I mean, it would probably be better for Stroud because I don't think he can start over Heineke, you know, first year. But you sit behind someone. I mean, Heineke's not a world beater, but he'd be at least, you know, decent to learn something, learn the offense, learn the NFL a little bit, get your feet a little, a little wet too. Yeah, and he got a good defense on the other side. Well, decent. Yeah. got Chase Young too, Chase Young and McLaurin. Yeah. So it'll be familiar with them. That I didn't. That just came to my head just now because I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking definitely Carolina or Houston, no doubt. But yeah, later teams like like that who need a quarterback that that could work too. Who the uh, Mel Kiper have one and two? Will Levis, which I was kind of surprised, but. Uh, maybe it makes sense. He got all the, the physical tools. And Bryce Young, yep, there you go. Mm, mm-hmm. I think these guys might these guys might drop once you get more tape on them and do the combine and all that. We'll see, though. Remember last year, we had no quarterbacks probably taken at all. Until the, the third, man, yeah. pick it, and that was just one third-round QB after that. Not to like Corral and Wilson, all them dropped. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, I know Jalen Carter is going to go to whatever team ain't really looking for a quarterback. He's going to be the first player taken. He's just a physical specimen. But, yeah, we'll see. He's kind of similar to Jordan Davis, big guy, great great D lineman. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be in in better shape and wonder if he's more consistent. I got to look at the tape. Uh, I guess as high as he's rated, it looks like he's a little bit better than Jordan Davis, but we'll see. Um, They're both talented guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. That Georgia defense is unreal. Like, um, okay, what do you think about the 12-team playoff? I mean, I like it. I think it's, you know, it's always better to have more games, but it's going to kind of water down the regular season. It's not going to mean as much, you know, for the games as much, but it's good for the little guy, gives a – Two lanes of the world and the Cincinnati's and, you know, even though we're going to the Big 12, but, 
you know, the American Conference and the other conferences a chance to get in, but the regular season won't mean as much as it does now. But there'll still be controversy about 12 and 13, just like there was, you know, between Alabama and Ohio State and USC. So I like it, more games. I hope they do the uh, home conference games because it's kind of cool to see uh, Alabama come up here in, in the middle of December to Columbus where it's cold and wet and rainy and see uh, Alabama go up to Wisconsin where it's snowing and see all these south southern schools actually go uh, north and play in a cold weather environment. All they do is play in the in a dome where it's sunny. So I hope they do it. They probably will. But it'd be nice. Maybe Oklahoma will come to Columbus again and we can beat them again and make I can make fun of their fans some more. But, yeah, I like it. What do you think about it? I was about to say, like, I would love to come to Columbus for one of those early round playoff games because it's inevitable because Ohio State's always one of those top five, top six seeds. Um, I knew it was inevitable. I knew it was happening. I want to see how far it goes. Like, do we go to 16? Do we go to 32? Uh, interesting point about the weather thing. I didn't think about that. And the group of five schools that are in this. I would love to see Tulane go to Tuscaloosa or Columbus. That'd be interesting. That's the most fun part about it. But other than that, I think at the end of the day, it's still going to be the best teams. The best teams going to show. The top four is going to be the top four. You might have one upset out of it. But for the most part, most of the top four is going to be there at the end because they're the best teams. Because but I upset, guess yeah, – yeah. Upsets don't really happen that often in college football. They happen here, here and there, but – especially in the playoffs, I don't think it will happen too often. And plus, it give people like Caleb Williams, who was gimpy the whole second half, a chance to redeem himself. They probably would have won that game if he was healthy. They'd probably be in the playoffs right now. But gives them guys a chance, too, to, if he had a rough rough game or two. And, you know, but, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. And they're going to do it in 2024, too, so it's coming up real quick. Hopefully, OU is in that conversation because if it was this year, they wouldn't be even close to it. We barely made a bowl game. Oh, man. I did not know they was going to lose it. Well, I did say on the show that they were going to lose one, if not both, of those last two games. And that's what happened. So. Yeah, I, I told you in West Virginia, I said they got to beat Oklahoma State if not, not going to a bowl game. And I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I wasn't trying to hear it. I was like, all right, they lose Oklahoma State. They definitely beat Texas Tech. But thankfully, they beat Oklahoma State. Okay, let's see. What do you think about uh, Deion Sanders? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my latest episode just came out about that. But I guess I'll give a maybe a like a brief summary of what I was thinking. Uh, so I like we did for HBCUs. I'm glad he did what he did. Uh, at first, I was like, dang, I want him to stay at Jackson State and build a dynasty and challenge these Power 5 schools and get more top recruits. But then once I started reading about him only getting paid 300000 and him having to use his resources to help out his players and his assistants, 
I was like, yeah, it's probably a better opportunity for him at Colorado. And it looked like he's just, he's just that guy. Like his brand can travel anywhere. And I'm starting to find that out. And we haven't even gotten started with winter workouts and, you know, the recruiting periods and spring ball. We haven't even got started with that. And already you see he's that guy. <laughs> but yeah, after I had time to think about it, I think it's things a good move for him. It'll be fine. But in the black community, it's split down the middle. Uh, but I think it's leaning towards being in support of Dion when you actually see, you know, when you actually um, look at it. Well, what about you? What did you think about it? I was kind of shocked that he went to Colorado of all places. I thought he stayed in the Oh, South. yeah. That's right. That's another thing. Like, I thought he'd take a bigger offer than that. Like Auburn? I don't know if they offered him, but you think Auburn would have been a great choice? I was, when I was down in uh, Alabama in October, they, they wanted Dion to coach at Auburn, but I was, I was kind of shocked he didn't go to the Southeastern Conference. But, you know, maybe he wants to go to Colorado where it's not as much pressure and stuff like that. But I don't really, personally, I don't think he's that great of a coach. I just think he's a great recruiter and he's going to get all these recruits a bunch of money and with this, you know, his relationships and he's going to get a bunch of transfers and I'm sure his son's going to transfer and I would assume Travis Hunter would transfer. Who knows who else is on transfer to Colorado? And but yeah, I don't think he's that great of a coach, but he'll definitely get the recruits and uh, transfer people. I almost know if he'll be able to go to the next level. But the Pac-12 is going to be kind of a lousy conference once USC and UCLA lose because all you're going to have is Oregon and Washington. I mean, that's not really very impressive. So, I mean, it's. It's tough enough. I mean, it's, I guess it's four teams you, you got to worry about, but you can make the Pac-12 championship by beating two of them for sure. <laughs> so you, you got a point there. Uh, he, yeah, he probably should have took the Auburn job or maybe Auburn didn't really offer him or they didn't offer him at the right time. That's the only thing I can think of because that, that would have been a much better job to me, but I don't know what, what he was thinking. I don't know the behind the scenes. But, you know, it is. It is what it is, man. Because Auburn could also be papooing the whole NIL thing. Maybe they don't want the NIL thing to be a big selling point, too. Maybe they want, you know, actually recruit for the school and not just for the money, too. You know, what the boosters are doing. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, let's see what's what's next here. Oh, all right. I, I guess it's all my college football topic. So you might as well talk about the Steelers. They're struggling this year. They beat Atlanta. Almost hurt my uh, MGM pick'em thing, but I survived. Uh, but Pickens, though. Pickensburg, man. This this guy is nice. I got a real one. He, his arm is, is really nice. He's very got a great arm. But they've been playing a lot better lately. I mean, they also haven't played anybody very good. I mean, they did do a little bit better, won a couple games. And I mean, the division's not very great. But we got the Ravens this weekend at home. 
without Lamar Jackson. So that's a winnable game. And we got the the Panthers who are a joke. So we, we, we won't probably win the division, but I mean, we're only a couple games out. So it's, it's been nice, you know, to see the offense getting a little bit better than what it has been. Cause I mean, it was, it was bad. But yes, Pickens is, is going to be a, a, uh, our next great receiver and uh, Fire moves an underrated tight end. He is very uh, well built. We probably need another receiver because Deontay Johnson is just—he's just—he's overrated. He drops the ball and he still has not scored a touchdown this season, as far as I know, which is crazy because he's, he's supposed to be our number one receiver. And the defense is great, but this stop will keep getting better and better, but. You really got to improve the offensive line to be content. We're, we're a few years away, but it's definitely been better. We're not the we're not the uh, birds out there in the other <laughs> part of the state, but you know we're we're winning some games finally. Man, yeah, the bird is the word, and you already know. But man, the the Steelers, like, yeah, in the draft, they could they could draft one of those defensive <laughs> linemen. And they'll be fine, but I I do really like Pickens. Uh, third and third among rookies in receptions, third in targets, third in yards. Like, yo, know, he's he's gonna be a real one. And I love how Coach backed him up when he was calling on the sideline, like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." They trying to compare him to AB when he did that, but the coach loves it. I mean, it looks like it, he's gonna be really good. Oh, the thing about playing the Ravens without Lamar Jackson is I look at those games and most of those games are close. So I'll take you out of the woods with that game. And Carolina, they really gave the Falcons fits when they didn't have all their stuff together. So you got to watch out for that too. But winnable games for sure. Yeah, we, we won't win the division, I wouldn't think. But we should definitely win the next two games because – we we play pretty well at home. The the road thing's a little bit hairy, scary. But Tyler Tyler Huntley he's not bad at all. He's very underrated. He really should probably be starting on somebody's team. I would think he's not bad. He's very talented. There was there was like talk about the Commanders possibly getting him last summer, but they didn't pull the trigger on that. Uh, they might should have the way it the way things have gone, but he he's nice and still not really sure about picking him up in fantasy. He's nice to watch and always gives his team a chance to win. I mean, he saw what happened against the Broncos. So Yeah. I should have lost that game. I'm still kind of salty about that, but it is what it is. I thought they did lose, and then the next thing you know, I see they won 10 to 9. It's like, how? That's crazy. Yeah. Brought them back. That's that's what he does. Just just never out of it. Kind of like the Giants this year. That's that's how they play. Giants commanders this weekend. Oh, that's next weekend. It's Giants Eagles this time. Oh, Giants Eagles. I'm yeah. getting too hyped. Getting yeah, too Giants hyped. commanders. Yeah. You know, they flex the game. Uh, you going to watch it? Uh, should be able to. Yeah, I, I probably will. 
seemed like I watched a lot of these commanders games. I don't know how they be pulling them out, but <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, I should be able to. Pretty busy rest of the month, but I'll, I'll try to catch it. You think our, our buddy Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield's going to play tonight? You know what? They said it was a game-time decision. My gut says he's not going to play, but I'd love to see him play. And I'd love to see him play on Christmas. But I have a feeling that they're going to go with Walford the rest of the way. And Baker's not going to play on Christmas. But anything's possible. I'd love to see him play. They're giving me a reason to watch this lousy uh, primetime game. Yeah, see, here's my argument about that. Because they, they flex. That's the game they flex last next week is the Raiders and the Patriots. My argument is anytime the Raiders on TV, they're a must watch because they got Josh Jacobs, who's on a contract here, and they got Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. Like, there's got to be the best duo or one of the best duos in the league. So it's just their opponents be bad. <laughs> well, them too, kind of, but they're, they're yeah. fun to watch. They do got some talent, talent on uh, offense, and they have been playing better lately. Right, right. Josh Bell. Y'all got y'all got Josh Bell. We just had him. We traded him. And, well, he's on an inspiring contract. So who knows where he was going to go. Cleveland gets him. And I looked at his contract, his contract history. This is the most money he's ever gotten by far. So you guys believe in him. He's he's really good. It's a really good pickup. Uh, what do you think as a as a Cleveland fan? It's perfect. I mean, our first base is not very good, and as you watch the playoffs, you saw we were struggling to score some runs. So I mean, we got a lot of team friendly deals. We've got the money. I mean, they're, they're cheap half the time. But I was shocked we signed anybody. I didn't even wait to catch it till like a day later. Been so busy and. I was like, oh, wow, we signed him? Oh, that's a good deal. And it's, it's a one-year deal, basically. He's, he's, he's got a player opt-out, so um, you could do two if he opts in. But, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a great spot for a need. And, I mean, can't really hurt anything. We got a, a young team as well. So it'd be nice to get a catcher because we don't really have a lot of depth to catch. We've got uh, a great prospect coming up, but he's not quite ready. Yeah, yeah, that's if he if he plays like he did with the Nationals last year and bats three hundred with like twenty some home runs, man, that's a steal, and you'll at least be in the ALCS. So. We trade him or Ramirez. I mean, that's, that's you know pretty good. And they got Anders Jimenez too. That's a pretty good infield they got now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I guess you still got your bullpen intact, right? We got the best closer in the game. I don't want to hear about Mister Trumpets out there. He's more known for his walking song <laughs> and pitching, but he may have lost <laughs> his best closer in baseball. Boy, they paid him a lot of money. He's worth every dime. Oh man, they pay a lot of money, but you know, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about them too. It, 
division rival. So we, we just, I'm glad they choked. And I'm glad he choked against Juan Soto of all people. I was very happy about that. They don't have the Grom anymore. They got Mr. Choker in the playoffs. So, yeah, they're going to keep on choking. <laughs> they got Verlander and Scherzer. I mean, Scherzer be choking, choking too. That's my man's, but he be choking too. So, they got Perfect both of them. Perfect fit for him. Let's keep on choking. <laughs> Real talk. Man. They both getting paid $40 million. That's, that's a lot of money. Especially when they're in their 30s. It's crazy. Yeah, but, you know, both these New York teams, no salary cap. They, they're going to go crazy. Go crazy and still be garbage. Hmm. I know, right? It's just, it's just insane. But, um, okay, the last topic, the World Cup. I've been in and out of it, especially since the U.S. lost. But um, what do you like about it so far? Who you got going to the end? Uh, it's kind of it's kind of cool it's how all the teams are, you know, in different countries. It's kind of cool. I like that aspect, kind of like the Olympics, basically. But I haven't really watched much because I'm working during the day. So I watch the U.S. and I watch on the weekends. My bracket's doing pretty well. I'm in like the 90th percentile, so I'm doing Dang. pretty well. My bracket. Yeah, I got I got Brazil beating Spain, which is gonna happen, obviously. But I got Brazil winning it all, and I got Brazil winning this weekend. I got Argentina winning this weekend. I got France. So I got three of my semifinal picks left. So we'll see how it goes. I'm gonna try and watch. The, I won't miss the game tomorrow, but I'll, I'll check the score. That's what I've been doing, and I'll, I'll watch this weekend and see how it goes. I'm, I'm pumped for France and England. That's going to be a, a great game on, on Sunday at 2 o'clock. So that's definitely the best game in the round. I, I kind of like to see Morocco make a run because, I mean, these, these countries, these, they never made it this far, and plus you can get, you know, Ronaldo out of here, get him out of here. So it's kind of cool to see Morocco make some more runs. And, but yeah, I got Brazil winning it all. They're, that team is, is very good. What about yourself? Only reason I don't have Brazil winning it all because when I was trying to do research for this bracket, everyone, almost everyone had Brazil winning. Like they were all time great team. And I just, even 538 said they was going to run away with it. But I was like, I'm just going to go against the green and do France versus Spain and have France winning and repeating, but I'm not sure if they can beat England. And I'm in, what, the 77 percentile with brackets, but I, I got three of my four semifinalists in it. Uh, I think I got, so I got Argentina, put that in at the last minute. I guess whoever I had beating Brazil, I have to look at the bracket again, but definitely had Argentina, definitely had France. I'm, I think I'm missing somebody. But I'll look at it later. But yeah, uh, USA losing that was tough. But Netherlands, they got some crazy un- unbeaten streak, and I just knew they were better than the US. Just but just seeing it, just it sucked. I was like, maybe we're like a year or two away because we got a young team. But you know, we we took we took that out. 
the the upsets were crazy. Saudi Arabia winning, Germany didn't make the knockout round again. I mean, Belgium ranked number two. I mean, what's up with that? I mean, do you do you know anything about this Belgium team? Why they were ranked so high? Other than they got Lukaku. <laughs> well, they got uh, Kevin De Bruyne as well. Oh got, yeah, yeah, that place probably the best midfield in the world. But yeah. They got him. They got um, forgot about Lukaku, but yeah, they got Lukaku going. I don't know who else they got. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I love the upsets, though. It's, it makes it in, intriguing. And I listened to a podcast earlier today, and, and they picked uh, the Netherlands to be Argentina. So that would be interesting. If that happened. I kept flip flopping with that, but after watching them versus the U.S., if I if I knew it was going to be that good, I would have picked them versus Argentina. I would have just kept it instead of just last minute picking Argentina to win that. But I don't think I'm going to win anything from that bracket anyway. It was it was a nice try. Uh, Morocco, if they win, cool. If they don't, it is what it is. Not really worried too much about Ronaldo. Um, I think I did have Portugal in the final, in the, in the semifinal. So that that was my third team that's that's still in it but <laughs> but see Ronaldo has like been benched he's been in and out of the lineup <laughs> so uh, yeah, I really got benched and they still won by a lot they won six to one they benched them yeah I guess they got some really good young talent you know I guess it makes sense why you would bench him it worked for him yeah it's just Hard to be elite for that amount of time, that that long. It's very hard. He's played a lot of soccer because not only is he playing for the club, and he's played a lot of Champions League games, a lot of you know all these other country team countries games, and all kinds of stuff. It's just a lot of soccer over the years. So yeah, so much, so much. A, a legend, but it's just sometimes. Time just passed you by. It, it, it happens. It, it happens to just about everybody. Anything else before we sign off? Or you want to talk about all your basketball a little bit? Be good little. Oh yeah, I should have put that in the outline. They yeah they lost to Villanova and well the eye test told me when we were at the South Alabama game that. Sherfield is the only one, really, that can create his own shot and that can pretty much shoot consistently. Everybody else is inconsistent. They have to spot up in the corner or something. Or they're post players. So I'm like, and the, the girls brothers, like, they're, they're okay. But they're not, I don't think you can really run an offense through them, really. But, yeah. Yeah, they're just- they're they're a tournament team, but they're not. They're probably they might win one game in the tournament, and that might be probably it. But I was pretty impressed. They ended up winning that ESPN event or whatever it's called, Invitational. That was man, that they was did nice great. Club. They did great. They did a great job in that tournament. Just no big names, but still, they won a tournament, so that was good. They seem to be winning some games, doing a little bit better. That Villanova was kind of a disappointing loss, but they should have had that. That was that was one of the weakest Villanova teams I've seen in a while. Yes, it was, it was definitely disappointing. 
they're kind they were dominating the game for most of the part and just kind of just couldn't score. Can't score. That's that's the problem. And that was the problem with last year's team too. Yeah. They're, they're good defense, but they got a big game this week and they got Arkansas and it looks like I'm looking at schedules in Tulsa. So that should be an interesting game. Hopefully keep it close. And I love to get a nice non-conference win like that. So Saturday at one o'clock. Would love to beat them like last year. It's just tough to beat a team like that two years in a row. Yeah, Muscleman's a good coach, man. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, a good one too. And that's probably the only reason I have hope that they can make a run. It's just at some point you gotta put the ball in the basket. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're, they're a young team. I mean they got a couple of the girls guys are older, and they got Jalen Jalen Hills getting older. But you got that one guy number twelve Uzon or whatever his name Mills Uzon. I'm sure I pronounce it, but yeah, he's not bad. He's he's playing better lately. Jen Hills playing better. So they seem to getting better and getting the young guys a chance. They're recruiting at a pretty high level. They got some great recruit in this class they just had for they just signed a couple of weeks ago. So they're recruiting well. So it's, it's going to take some time. But I do like Moser. He's a, he's a good coach. High energy. He's kind of like Venable's got. He's kind of like Venable's with a high energy. But it's going to take some time. Football's going to take some time. Basketball's going to take some time. We'll get back to where it used to be. I think in basketball, the Big 12 is loaded. We go to SEC. I'm real with you. I don't think it's loaded, in my opinion. But for now, it's going to be tough to compete in Big 12. But um, I believe in our coaching staff, at least, and some of the young guys. And Sherfield, he can get going at any time. And that's another thing that gives me hope, that that kid is, is so good. And I don't know where he came from. I should know, but I don't. He is nice. Is it Wyoming? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Number number four came from uh, uh, George Washington. Oh yeah, that's right. Because you know DMV, but I don't really watch George Washington like that. So no, I, why would you? Yeah, you know. uh, Grant Sherfield came from Nevada and Wichita State. Mm, okay, makes sense. Okay, he, he put a sophomore and junior year at Nevada. And he played his freshman year at Wichita State. Okay, so it, those are two pretty good programs. Yeah, not bad. Wichita State's not what it used to be, but not bad. I guess that's that's all I have. But you already know, GoLevelTees.com, anything GoLevel, you already know. I would say I'm out. But thanks for, for being on the show. Thanks for uh, being on Zoom with me. Um, anything else, any last remarks or anything? Go Cavs, go. Donovan Mitchell for MVP. Let's start for train. Oh, man, those guys are those guys are legit and definitely better than the Wizards. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be in Cleveland next week. Oh, yeah. You guys got to check them out. Uh, they've definitely at least going to the second round. And that was a great win against the Lakers, but whether AD played or not, it was a good win. He's probably going to win anyway. So, great, great win. Great showing on national TV. Uh, You already know that I'm out. Peace.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.